Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weissel, and joining me, as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man? Uh, ben, I'm good. Uh, busy weekend, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, we're trying to get content out, and uh, all my friends are very excited for me because they know that once mid-June hits, they actually get me for like more than you know, just like one night every ten days. Um, so I'm excited for it. They're excited for it, but I'm more excited to talk with you today about the national meet. Going to be very exciting. This is always a, a podcast that gets plenty of plays. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the rare opportunities that we have to like to do a preview because most of the time the meets are coming fast and heavy every every single week. We're just kind of c- keeping our head above the water, just reacting to everything. And now that the tempo has slowed a little bit. We had time to digest the regional meet already, and now it is time to get into NCAA previews. We have so many interesting races to go over, but before we do, want to shout out two new ratings on Spotify up to 106 from last week. I think we're still holding steady at 67 at Apple. We got a, a, a late season surge before we hit off season would be ideal. Yeah, it's called peaking for the postseason. So, um, yeah, thank you to everyone. Hey, go on Apple, though. If you can also do that, we'd really appreciate it. But nonetheless, appreciate everyone there. And go subscribe on YouTube. We're now on YouTube, putting a lot of stuff out there. And then later this year, kind of like when you know when a few plans fall, fall in line, we're going to really start utilizing YouTube a bit more. So definitely look out for that. Um, ben, I think the goal today is we're going to talk about our national title favorites, we're going to talk about our sleeper slash dark horse picks for the national meet in each distance event. And we're going to talk about our wild cards, the people who could, you know, I don't, I don't know how we want to define that, but I think anyone who could go from an all American to maybe not even making the finals or someone who could break a race wide open. We don't know. That's what we, I think we would define as a wild card. Um, so with that, where did you want to start? Let's start with the 800 and let's start on the women's side because I think we thought that this was going to be a bigger group of title favorites and a a trio as it were but now it looks like it is just a duo with Juliet Whitaker opting for the 1500 and not qualifying for nationals in that event that leaves us with Michaela Rose and Roisin Willis is that your two lock title favorites are you willing to induct anybody else into that inner circle i i think i'll add claire seymour in there because juliet whitaker is not in this field i think if juliet whitaker was in this field i think it would just be too much for seymour to try to overcome but i'll add seymour in there i think she deserves to be in there she's had what i believe two two flat marks like you know multiple two flat marks this season she's gotten better like I worry about maybe the did the peak already happen for indoors? I kind of saw something similar last year. I hope not. I am going to add Seymour in there, though, because I think she's done enough to deserve it, especially if Whitaker's not in there. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both big Seymour fans. I will differ with you. I, I think I'm going to keep her out just because I, 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 I think both Willis and Rose have been so consistent and their ceiling is just a little bit higher that it's just hard for me to see either, like, both of them. I mean, obviously, both of them could have bad days and she could sneak in and win. I, I absolutely believe she's a contender. 
But I, as far as favorites, it, I would have he- much, much heavier odds on those two. And I just don't think she clears that that kind of percentage thresh- threshold for me. Yeah, the way I look at it is, am I going to be surprised if you win the national title? And while I would be a little surprised, I don't wouldn't be. I'd be like, okay, that's someone who I could realistically imagine winning this national title. Um, that said, our sole favorite, if we had to choose one, is Michaela Rose. Yep. And yeah. and that's that's my prediction is Rose and I I I think all during indoor season I was like the Stanford duo I I feel confident in the two of them that at least one of them will win and now there's only one and I mean sure it's Willis who did win NCAA's this past indoor season but Rose has looked so good and so controlled this outdoor season and Willis hasn't quite thrown that huge mark down this outdoor season. Uh, and I, I think Rose certainly could have won the a national title last se- uh, this last indoor season, and I think this will be where she does get her title. In terms of sleepers, dark horses, who do you like? All right, let's let's take a look. Make sure I don't contradict my my predictions. Um, I like Aurora Rinda. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think she's someone that has kind of flown under the radar. She's had some good performances over the last few years. Uh, a senior plenty of experience. I, I think she's I, she doesn't quite have the top end potential that maybe some do. Like I think Catherine Mitchell has graduated out of the sleeper category for me. Yep. She's too good. Um, but I think Rinda is someone who could absolutely be a top six name um, if all if everything breaks right for her. Um, and, and I think should be someone that feels pretty confident in making it to the finals. Can I cheat a little bit? Can I say sure, two names? Go ahead. Penn State duo Haley Kitching and Rachel Gearing, silently really good this season. And yeah, Rinda, like Rinda, for me, it's like a she's either going to be all American in the postseason oh, yeah. or she's going to be at the bottom. Like I <laughs> never really know. Um, no, granted, this Penn State duo is less established, but like I mm-hmm. thought they've been really good. I thought they've gotten even better since the winter months. Um, and they were already really good. Gearing's yep. the name, especially that I kind of look at. She she kind of reminds me of like Catherine Mitchell Light, but just for the eight hundred, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of like what she reminds me of. Just because I think she's like really solid tactically, like isn't afraid to put herself in the mix. Like has a pretty decent finishing move. I like Gearing uh, quite a bit there, so I'll, I'll go her. Yeah, and I came extraordinarily close to adding her into my top eight in the predictions. I, I, I like you, very, very much think Gearing is someone to keep an eye on. I, I think she could absolutely force her way into that All-American position. Um, for X-Factor, who do you have? Wild oh, I just card. Had wild card. The, the, the wild card. Um, oh, no. I, I, have a, I have a very clear one, and I believe that is... Imogene Barrett, like she could absolutely be top four in this race if, if like, if she has a great day. But I could also see her not making finals. Like uh, I, I could, I, I, I just don't know what to expect from her. She's shown huge flashes of talent in the past, but she's also she also just hasn't been super consistent at the national at national stage before. Like I, I think she could be this weekend could go in two polar opposite directions for her depending on how how she runs yeah i think it depends on how you look at this i would put carly thomas in that exact same category agreed um 
And then it's like uh, established veteran stars who have maybe not been perfect this season. Haven't been bad, but they have not been perfect. And then how much of a threat will they always be? And that's Lindsey Butler and Gabija Gavadite. Like, they've been better, and I think they're going to be better, but like, uh, like you just, you don't really know. Like, on paper, at their absolute best, they're title contenders. They have not shown that this season. There's a chance maybe they step up and they surprise and they're fourth, right, or third, or maybe they get into the mix with the leaders. I think Rose and Willis are probably in a different category. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like a it's a very tough line to follow in terms of like what you would consider like a, a wild card. But I think Butler, Gavadite, and, and Thomas probably fall into the that category. Yeah, I I didn't know what to do with Butler in my predictions. Gavadite, I felt like I was like she she's been coming on stronger. I think I could see her kind of nabbing one of those last All American positions. But Butler, I just I I think she she has a uh, she doesn't have the hardest of heats. Like I, uh, you look at who she's running against. She's got Galvadite, Rinda, Gearing, but she doesn't have any of the top top favorites in there. It's it's a deep it's a deep prelim. But I I just I I think she should make it out of that. But I I can't I, I can't say that with a whole lot of confidence. I I think she should too. Like that that's I don't want to say it's like an e- I don't want to say any of the heats easy. Right. But, but it doesn't have Willis or Rose in it or to Rose, take up one automatic spot. Or yeah. Seymour. Um, I mean, that's 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 pretty good. Um, yep. Now that said, I can't like I can't be like I like Gearing and Galvadite and Butler <laughs> and Linda and be like, but it's an easy heat. Like <laughs> I can't I can't do that. So I'm a little conflicted. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's deep, but it's just not. Uh, you don't have like those front runners, and I mean, who knows? That could turn out to be multiple women make it out of that heat if they push the pace and and get yep. some time qualifiers. So, um, anything else before we move to the men's eight hundred? Let's go to the men. All right, who do you have in your inner circle of title favorites for the men's eight hundred? Men's eight hundred here. Let me pull this up. Excuse me. I'm just gonna. There we go. It's um. This is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I, it's Busy Mana. It's Navasky Anderson. I think that might be. I think, it. That, I think that's it. I yeah. think that's it. And you can make an argument that it's like a party of one. Like I, I, I mean, obviously Anderson showed that he can turn it on in the postseason. But we just haven't seen a ton from him this outdoor season. Whereas with Busy Mana, we, he hasn't been like perfect this season by any means, but he's been good. And we know that he can, he has the experience from past NCAA championships. I, I had a really hard time with the predictions on the, on the men's 800. Yeah. Just, yep. there's a lot of very solid names, but I just don't have a ton of confidence in a lot of guys finishing in the top three. Like I, they, I, I really struggled like leaving people off of like the top six. Like I got through six names like extraordinarily quickly. And, I, it, but after that, I was like, I, I feel like all of you guys are probably going to finish fourth or fifth. Like, I just don't have a lot of confidence in them finishing that top two or three. So I, I think busy mana, it, I feel good about 
Anderson to a lesser extent. I, I agree with you. But then names like uh, Abdullahi uh, Hassan, I really like. I like Creighton Carroza. I like Will Sumner, Sam Whitmarsh. Like I, I, I think all those guys are kind of right there as well. And and that's where I was like on the line. I was like, at what point do I go over that line and say it's Carrozza, who was great right. uh, during the the winter months? Like he he, I don't think we would have been surprised if he won nope. the title during the winter months. And it's like, well, not really, any, not nothing has really changed, right? And so it's like, well, like so, what's the line? Mm-hmm. Um, Will Sumner looks so sharp. Yeah, he, sh- he should not look this sharp as a freshman. Um, he would scare me if I had to race him. And then yeah, there's there's a handful of guys you can go back and forth on, but I I think from a simplicity standpoint, it's Busy Mana, it's Anderson, and that's it. I'm always going to be higher on Anderson than you are, just yeah. because he's done this before. Of like, uh, I'm going to sit back, yeah, wait, let the season unfold, and then he's going to you know go to the national meet, produce a big time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, I th- I think this race is going to be. You have to run 145 to win it. Well, that's what I was going to ask because I mean we saw the East 800s run so slowly, but the West was quick. I, I mean, do you think ultimately? I mean, normally these 800s are fast. Do you think that's that's going to be the case again here? Yeah, I, I do because I think the weather played a factor. Yeah. in the East region for sure. Still don't understand some tactics there, mm-hmm. but I think like I think Tyrese Roden. Is I mean, like when you have him in these fields, and assuming he gets to the finals, which is not yeah. totally guaranteed, but assuming he gets there, he's gonna go out in fifty, yeah, or fifty-one low. Like I mean, like it's not gonna be slow. And I think if you kind of like look at a few other guys, like Navasky Anderson will follow, and he'll hit the gas if he has to. Like he has yeah. no problem doing so. So I think it's gonna be quick. I think there's enough top guys who will take it and push it. And so for that reason, I think you're going to have to run 145, at least. Who is your dark horse? I, I would have said, like, Sumner, but he doesn't qualify yeah, as, a, as a dark horse. I don't know if Aiden McCarthy counts as a dark horse. I just, I don't think he does. Um, it depends. It depends mm-hmm. on how you, you want to classify that. I, I never... Ever, ever, ever. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm so, I'm so caught. But you know what? I'll go. I'll go. This is why I'm wearing my Virginia Tech stuff today. There you go. I think Nick Plant. Yeah. I hate freshmen on the national stage. It doesn't matter if it's indoor, outdoor, cross country. I don't trust the experience, yep. the lack of understanding of tactics. Some of them are just not fit enough in comparison to a few other guys. And the whole reason why I was like hesitant to say Plant is because he's in the same heat. As busy Mana and Anderson. So like, like he's not gonna beat them, or at least he's not gonna, you know, beat them and then all you know have kick one of them out of the final, right? That's why I don't like that. But tactically, he has been so good as of late. And he's done pretty well. And plus, I when you look at the rest of that that heat, I'm looking I'm like, okay, Cash Powell he can beat, Jacob Rudin he can beat, Medi Yanori has been great but he's been yeah. inexperienced he's he's kind of new um ahmed kadri is going to be coming off the steeple um you know sean dolan's good so like you do you can yeah. see but there's avenues for plant to like run a pr and get into the finals yeah 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 i agree um i'll go with christopher conrad uh he, he's he's running well um bounced back from not a great sec meet 
to run fantastic at the West Regional. He's experienced. This is this is I think last rodeo for him. I I, I don't know what it, like it'll be a hard road to make it. Um, but I I think he's in a good position with that third heat where they can see the times know what they need to do someone can if someone takes it out fast this this that he could end up getting a few of the time call one or two of the time qualifiers so um and and i just think he's at the peak he's hit he's peaking at the right time um that said i think you could pick a lot of different names for this like Mm -hmm. and like the same the same kind of reasoning that we were talking about with the favorites where you don't have a lot of favorites that leads the door open to, I think a lot of different dark horses and a lot of different wild cards. So that leads me to ask you what, who is your wild card here? Again, I think it depends on what we classify a wild, wild card. Hey, as. You, you pick you. I think that's the, that's the beauty of the wild card. You can, I don't think there's any solid definition so we can kind of, yeah, I, I think the wild card is Tyrese Roden because okay. you just I mean like he can he opens up a race to mm-hmm. he's so aggressive. I don't always know like he's he's gonna like he's gonna fade, but like he's not gonna fade as much as you think he will. Right. Um I, I just think like he's the catalyst for like chaos in this race. And it was kind of the same thing during the winter, and I think it'll be the same thing again. I'm gonna say Tyrese Roden. Yeah, and I I could see that happening. I just don't think he's going to make the finals, and I think he I, I say that because oh, no. of my wild card pick is Sam Whitmarsh. Yeah, and yeah. I I mean I've talked about being a big fan of him. I think I think he's going to make finals, and I think he's going to thrive in what is going to probably be a fast final and i think he's going to finish much higher than a lot of people expect because he's just going to be fine sticking his nose in there and i think he has the pure talent and fitness to be able to run if it's not 145 i think he's going to run something pretty close like 146 low and i think he's going to put himself in a great position to be like oh wait sam whitmarsh just finished third or fourth and and i i absolutely could see that happening but he doesn't have a lot of experience at the national stage, which is why he's a wild card and could absolutely bomb out uh, before finals. Yeah, it's a loaded heat. But like, if the argument is, well, hey, it's going to get a lot of time qualifiers, it makes sense because Tyrese Roden's in there. Yeah. I'm surprised you wouldn't have Tyrese Roden. Like, to me, what you're saying is, yeah, you think yeah, Tyrese Roden is going to fade so hard in that first heat that he's just not even going to get out, but he's going to be the guy who dick, who sets the pace up for everyone else. That's basically what you're saying, yeah, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, that heat is loaded. I mean, you look at some yeah. Whitmarsh, Carroza, Murphy, Roden. Like, it is, uh, I mean, that is nearly impossible to get out of because yeah, cool you, any of those guys are interchangeable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, next one. All right, let's go to the women's fifteen hundred. Is this a pers- a favorite list of one, or should we include anybody else? No, it's a favorite list of one. Let's not make this complicated. Okay, Caitlin Tui is the favorite on her own. Let's quickly just talk about. Give me maybe your two biggest challengers to Caitlin Tui. Simone Plord. Yep. Olivia Hell. Yep. I will cheat and throw in Margot Appleton. 
but I think okay. those are I, I think those are the three that yeah. have a chance. I, I again I think Tui deserves to be the favorite. I believe I'm going to predict her as the champion. But if it's gonna be anybody to beat her, I think those three have some kind of shot at doing it. Um yeah, no one's gonna beat her. So let's be very clear about that. Um, she's going to be fresh for this race. Yeah. No one's beating her. Period. The question is, is this race tactical or is it fast? Over or under 410? I think I'll go over. Okay. Because I, it's weird in these races where you have a clear favorite and everybody's kind of dictating their moves off of her. So someone has to be like, I don't care what she does. This is what I'm going to do. And, and who's that going to be? And that's and that's I, I don't know who that's going to be. Mm. And that's and that's why I think it'll end up being slower than 410. Um, I I just don't know who that person is. Like in the 5K, we know who that person's going to be. Yeah. Like, and I just there is not a Parker Volby in this field. Olivia Howell's not going to do that. Appleton's not going to do that. Maybe Plourd. Plourds maybe probably the person not that w- would maybe do it, but I don't see it either. And then you run down the, the list. Maybe Mia Barnett gets aggressive. She's been aggressive before, but I just, I, I don't see that person that I feel confident in. And that's going to really push the pace early. That first heat is stacked. Yeah. It's disgusting. Barnett, Plourd, Kazmierska, Tui, Appleton, Goldstein, Elmore, O'Sullivan, Freeland, May, Wilkinson, Ramsden. That's a stacked first heat. That's just, I mean, that's just how the seating works. Like, it's not like they, they're planning that, but. Uh, all right. Uh, sleeper. Uh, Bill Chip Curie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like, I like her. Mm-hmm. And this, this was another one with the predictions where I got through like eight names so quick and i was like wait a second i already filled up all my spots i gotta i gotta add in if i i gotta like consider some other people because there are so many i mean we we talked about the three biggest challengers in our mind but then you got women like Matu, barnett like the the oregon duo and i've really liked what we've seen about the scene out of jeff curry this year um i think she's just checked off almost all the boxes you can um Hasn't run anything like ridiculously fast, but has been steady and looked very strong tactically this whole year. Yeah. And like she knows when to make her move. She knows when to, uh, you know, kind of be a little more aggressive. She's not going to sit from 150 out, 200 out and kick. She's going to start surging to the front at 350, at 300, things of that nature. And that's why I really like her because she's young, but like she, she is, she's frisky. That's the word. She's she's gonna get involved unafraid. and she's unafraid. She's gonna be in there. My other name, if we're if we're being forced to choose another name, and I hate that she's in the top heat, but it's Kimberly May, and I really like her. I, I think she was so good during the winter months at the tail end. Built a lot of momentum. Very um, dynamic. Like I think she ran two forty two for a thousand. Like she's run quick over 1500 meters multiple times. She's beaten a handful of top women was great. in The pen relays took help Providence get home the win. Yeah. I just think she's super underrated. And Hey, listen, if, if that first heat is tactical, I mean, Hey, if it advances top five plus next two, yeah, seven women are going to come out of that. And I think she could be the seventh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing about these 1,500 meters. They're not quite as, like, you're not dropping quite as many numbers as the 800. So there there is, even if you're in a really good heat, you still have a decent shot. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick. For wild card, I think I'm going Mia Barnett. I just, I, I think she's the person that could end up dictating pace on things. I think she, she's going to, she's going to have a hard time making it out of the first heat. Like we're talking about, like it's a lot of good names. I think she could go in a lot of different directions. I wouldn't be stunned to see her in the top four at all, but I also wouldn't be stunned to see her. Like if she makes finals, like fade pretty hard at the end, like after being way too aggressive at the beginning, like I, I could see her going in a lot of different directions. And I think, like you were talking about uh, with Roden, I think she could make or break some of these races as well. I would agree. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's probably the best pick. Um, I think she advances to the finals. Don't get me wrong. I agree. I I think this first heat makes it a little more difficult, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go with Mina Matug. Mm, yeah, I like that one good this season hasn't been great it's had some moments where i was like she, you haven't quite finished as well as i thought you could um i just don't know i just don't know and the, and the problem with that is and not the problem but what's hard to analyze about her is that like early in the in the year i believe she was fasting right so i believe yes. for, for ramadan yeah for ramadan excuse yeah. me and so you know like obviously that's that's not exactly conducive to running at a hundred percent. And obviously since then you can see like ACC is a little bit sharper, right? She doubles back in the 5k effectively gets the nationals and uh, gets the nationals in both events. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. let me double check there. Yeah, yeah she, she does. does. Um, so it's like, I, I don't really know like what her status is. Like, I think she can be really dangerous and I like that she's in that second heat. But I have no idea how she's going to respond when she makes the finals and she's facing just so many more juggernauts than she has this season, given her up and downness. We have to remember, she was like the title favorite, I think, yep. in a mile this indoor season. We were stunned to see the way she ran that because we just thought if she would have hung back and not put herself out and run that that fast early pace that she very well could have won. So yep. while she hasn't been great this outdoor season, that person's still in there. Um, I, I just want to quickly say, I don't think she's even been bad. She just no, hasn't been nearly been, as good, though. Exactly. Yeah, she hasn't been the the type of person where you're like, oh, she's a title favorite. Right. Um, like she was during the indoor season. So, um, all right, let's wrap it up on the women's 1500. Let's go to the men's 1500. Over under 3.5 men for in your uh, inner circle of title favorites. Um... I gotta start counting them. It is um, tough. That is really hard. That's a really hard we, question. We could look so silly with our predictions. Like this is an event where I think I could go. Like I think I know who's gonna make like the top eight generally. But I, I like my one could be seven. I don't think that'll happen. But my two could be six. My seven could be one. Like I, this is such a hard one to call. I see four to five. I so I'll give you the three that I feel like, and I think we're on the same page. Certainly, belong Masaudi Wascom SIE. Yes, correct. After that, and that's why I said three point five. I think there's guys that you can make a compelling case for. Agreed. 
I don't know if they belong with that top trio, though. So who who are the guys that you feel like most deservingly belong to be in that top trio? Isaac Bastion. Okay. Liam Murphy. I think those I I want to try to make a case for one of the Washington other Washington guys. I want to make a case for Adam Spencer. I that um, was my next name. Yep. Because I I have in my predictions, I had Murphy and Spencer like tied to the hip. Basically, I was like, wherever I put one of them, I'm putting the other one right right next to them. Because I think those two guys have a great shot. I don't know if they're in that. Again, I think ultimately I'm going to keep it at three because I think I could get to seven or eight favorites pretty quickly if I include those guys. But they are right on the door. I love their kicks. And in a year where we haven't seen the 1500 be that fast all out from the gun kind of race. And maybe that happens at nationals and where things have been a little bit more tactical that opens the door so much more to Murphy Spencer Baston. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that's why you have to definitely include Baston, likely include Murphy, maybe for Spencer. I think that's the argument because like, yeah. this is probably going to be tactical. Um, if I had to force you to pick one though, to add to the top trio? No, no, no. You know what? Actually, one. you know what? No, hold on, hold on. Because we'll leave that for 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 the predictions. Okay. okay. If, if they want to go see predictions on yeah. Monday, which if they're listening to this Wednesday, they already you know. Already but, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, wild card. Ezekiel Rop. I am sorry. Fat. Sorry, dark horse sorry, or, or wild dark? Card? wild card. Sorry, you said wild card, right? I did. I just said wild. Okay. Card. Uh, wild card. Yeah. I am going with Rob. I I am fascinated because all the things we just said about how this could be a little bit more tactical. I want to see what he does in that because I really don't know if this was if if we knew this was maybe from a year or two ago the 1500 meter. He's not. He you you could make a very compelling case for him being in title contender because he's done. He he ran side by side with Masaudi in a very fast Big 12 title. He has run really well at Brian Clay really quickly. I don't know how he navigates maybe a tactical first round and a possible tactical final. Yep. He's shown all the great things. He's done all the right things. He could absolutely finish in the top three, but I, I, there is a level of uncertainty with him that I, I don't necessarily have with that like top six or seven guys in the country at this level. Agreed. Um, that's a that's a great point. The tactical nature of the prelims like would leave me very concerned with that. It's a very good point. Um, mine's Colin Salmon. Yeah, a wild card freshman, super dynamic. Supposedly has all the skill set. Great fifteen hundred meter runner, but he's a rookie. And is he as and as talented as he is? Is he as developed as some of these other guys? Is he as tactically refined? Like this is not going to be a three thirty nine prelim. This is going to be a probably like a three forty five, three forty six prelim that he's going to have to navigate. Um, so I, I just think he's the easy answer in that first heat, Colin Solomon. Especially because like I, I think you look at like all the guys in that heat. It's a, it's like actually like kind of like a I don't want to say an easy heat, but it's the easier heat of the two in my opinion. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I think you can make a compelling case for him as a dark horse as well because of all the things you said where he has that 800-meter speed that a lot of these guys just quite frankly don't. Um, and I think that could be very beneficial. I, I think he's still probably a year or two away from being in that category, but I, I think he is someone to, to keep a close, close eye on. Um, let's real hear... Quick, yeah, go ahead. Before we go to the dark horse real quick, just want to quickly note this isn't it absurd that luke hauser won the indoor mile national title and we have not mentioned his name yes i was going to say that oh my god is is he your dark horse no but i was very close to that where i was like i don't think he can be considered a dark horse but as an indoor mile champion but i'm gonna go like right next to him and i'm gonna say nathan green as the okay. dark horse, because like he's looked, he, he hasn't raced a ton this outdoor season, but when he has, he's looked really good. And I think he could be the Luke Hauser this year, like I, uh, of this outdoor championship. I don't think that's a, like a crazy thing to think, especially if it is a little bit of a slower final. Like I, I think he could absolutely come up and surprise people. I think Hauser could too, as well. I, Hauser's like lives in that gray area where there, there's so many other top guys that I would kind of pick over him, but he still should probably be kind of considered in that those right. first two uh, rings. But I I just don't really know where to ultimately land with him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from. Um, my dark horse. I just had them. Oh my gosh, where was my dark horse? I literally just had them. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll go with it. Um, Garrett McQuitty. Ooh, all right. Cal. Um, I like him. You know, I think he's a what three fifty seven miler. I've always he's just kind of always been like you know you know that question we ask where it's like who's the guy who you just irrationally like in this yeah. field? I, it's it's him, but also like it's I don't irrationally like him like he's really good like you know like he's tactically so much better than people realize like he reminds me of like thomas joyce light basically um i don't know if you remember thomas joyce that was like years back but i think like six years ago but um when i was in college when you were still yeah back in your back in your youngin days uh but i I just like everything about mcquitty i think he's talent i think he's fast enough I think he's experienced and I think he's tactically really underrated. And I think that first heat is just primed for him to go after and get to the finals. Yeah. I, so who are, who in that first heat, who are your like four guys that you feel most confident, make it, make it out. Hauser, Strand, Wascom, Murphy. And it's that fifth auto spot that I'm looking. I'm like, and, and that's kind of like I right. have no idea what to do with Strand. I love Strand, but I am I I like was running through too many names before I got to Strand. Like I I think he'll make it. I just I have no idea. Like he could make me look silly and finish third. Like I I don't know. I I think he's definitely an All American. I could see him finishing as high as like fourth, fifth. Um, I I think he's just absurdly talented. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, anything else before we move to the steeple on the women's side? No, steeple women's. All right, let's move there. How how big is this title title group of favorites? Do we do we have four? Uh please please one, two, three, 
five? Yeah, I'm going to say, f- I, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's five. I think it's, here, how about, how about this? You list them. Yes. Um, see if I can. Karen Iskate. Yep. Um, Markazic. Yes. Thorner. Mm-hmm. McCabe. Mm-hmm. And Delay. No. All right. Who? Mitchell. Um, I have McCabe, Karineskate. I have Markazic. I have Thorner. Yeah. And I have. Um, no, I do have Mitchell. I lied. No, I have Mitchell. Okay, Mitchell. Okay. Um, I think the, that's... the problem though is that like I think if you have Mitchell, you have to have Featherston Hall, and that's and that's where it, it the lines very blurred. So it's like, well, do you have four? Do you have six? You're never going to have five because if you have five, yeah. that means you that means Kaylee Mitchell without Featherston Hall. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say six, which is absurd. And you could make a case for delay. She hasn't been great you this could. year, but like she she's the probably the only person besides Karen Escape that you can say you can run sub nine thirty if you're at your best, like. It is, this is this is a tough one. I mean, I think if Karen Escape had been an All American before and we had seen her run well at, in, at nationals last year, I think she would probably be in the Caitlin Tui situation of just on yep. her own. We just don't know. We haven't seen her on this stage, and so we could look very silly for thinking that there's four or five other women that are right there with her. But I, I think there's some understandable trepidation from us. To, to kind of put her on an island on her own. Uh, I I very much agree with that. I think she is like I think she has to be the favorite, kind of like by default. Yes, I agree. Like just just because of no one else has run faster, I and mean, that's what that's what bothers me. I was like, no one's running faster. Like no one's really all no one's that gotten close. close. And that's the thing. I'm like, it's not that she's just like the national leader by a couple seconds. She was the national leader by twelve seconds, and that's just because Featherston Hall ran three or. Uh, 938 at the West Regional meet. It's it's like not close at all. Which <laughs> I, I struggle to believe that like Karen Iskic is just going to run away from Margazic, McCabe, the Oregon State do like it it's ridiculous. So yeah, I think that's the group. I think it's max 6 Maybe seven. seven. Yeah, maybe. I think back seven. Yeah, <laughs> which is um, ridiculous. We're we're filling up an all American like squad of favorites, and I I think that gets to the point of like we just don't know what to make them. Uh, Karen Escape, and then everybody else has been good but not spectacular. Yeah, yeah, and I and I agree. And the worst part is that there are going to be one or two of those names who don't even get out of the prelims. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, someone's going to take a tumble. It's going to be, it's, this is going to be one of the toughest top all American finishes, I think to have, um, all weekend yeah. is this women's steeple. Um, okay. all right, let's move on from favorites. Uh, let's go to dark horse for you. Um, I literally not only just put this in the article as I did both steeplechase previews, but I literally put this as our quote graphic on Instagram. Nice, it's um, Victoria Patterson uh, should be your dark horse All-American pick. That's literally what I said. Um, okay. So I think I have to buy. Tell me course. why. She is, um, she's improved a lot. Like it, it's not just her steeplechase times. Like I think her PR is 951. 
she was really beating Katie Thronson for like a very good portion of this Wake Forest invite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thronson just got the best of her at the end. Her PRs have improved across a variety of different events. She's run 902 in the 3K. She's run 1551 in the 5K. Um, she won the steeple uh, title uh, on the Ivy League over M- Olivia Mor- Morgani, who is also in this field yep. and just ran a 959 PR. There's a like she's improved a lot, and I think she tactically understands a lot of things better. And I just think like she has a lot of upside that she can continue to climb, especially in a faster field. Because like again, she she was a, a racing against Katie Thronson, but I, I, I got to go back and double check. I don't I, was that maybe the fastest quote unquote field she was in, and if so, then I think like there's a lot of upside, up, you know, upwards mobility for her um, later this week. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that pick. I'm going to go with a New Mexico runner who just oh. squeaked into yeah. nationals with a 9.48, good time, has run a PR in the 1500 meter this year and has gradually improved in the steeplechase this year. I'm going to go with uh, Macy Grace. Yeah, Grace, excuse me. Um Picking a dark horse, I feel like in this field where there's six or seven women who we feel like can win it seems a little bit of a fool's errand, but I like her as an All-American, and I like I think she could surprise a lot of us. I know, oh, real quick, I just want to correct myself. I said uh, Patterson had run 1551. She has run 1555. Um, Raleigh realized was the most competitive meet she was in this year, if you don't count East Prelims. Um, but in terms of steeplechase fields, I was correct in saying that. So going back to Grice, though, I I can I respect Grice because I mostly respect New Mexico. I yeah. feel like we don't know enough about her. And I think and, that's and like, why she's a dark horse. And like I, I think she'd be more of a wild card in my mind yeah, because like, I also look at the rest of her resume and I'm just like, it's not there's not just not a lot. Like mm-hmm. there's just not a lot there. Um, now, granted, there's a lot of people, men and women, who are like, I will not run anything else except the steeplechase or when I run the steeplechase, I'm a completely different runner. Yes. Um, so All right. that's, yeah. How about wild card for you? I just had it. There we go. Um, wild card, wild card, wild card. Can you go? I don't Actually, I do. I do. This have so this one's rough. I, I have, have no mine. idea. Go ahead. Um, the fi- the last seed in the field. It's Crystal Vandenberg. Um, I like that. She she ran nine fifty six to win the SEC title. Not the most loaded year for the Steeple yeah. title, but I think she beat Laura Taborda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just squeaks by to get into the national meet. I think she's run. Uh, well, she ran she ran fairly well this year in the in the five k. I forget like comfortably under sixteen. Maybe that was the fifteen fifty one mark. I'm thinking. I kind of like like I, I think she's sneaky good. Um, no, look, she she could miss the finals, and I'd be like, okay, well, I tried, but I think in terms of a wild card, like she, she could either be like, okay, yeah, maybe she's way over her head and just not fit enough, and like that's why she's the last seed, yeah. or maybe I am reading this right and saying like, maybe the subtleties of her resume are just as good as I think they are. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, this is a such the this is probably the most boring wild card pick that we've ever done. I, Katie Thronson, I don't know as a lock yeah, to make an All American, yeah. but I don't even know if she'll make it quite make it to the final. But she's been really good this year, and like yeah. 
I, I, she, we're not talking about her in our top six or seven, but there's no reason why she can't butt her way into that. I feel like she's an all American. I'm, yeah. I feel like she's just, she's not at the title contender. Right. But what I said in the pre- meet preview was she's the best woman, the best name of that next tier down. Right. Agreed. And just saw across the board. I struggle to see how she's not an all American. Like I think she's more reliable than a lot of the title contenders yeah, that we have. That's fair. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily call her a wild card. Like yeah. I think if you want to be like, hey, it's a tactical race for the national title, I'd be like, okay, dark horse Katie Thronson. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and just because that, just because of how we define it, I don't think she's a dark horse, and I don't think she's a wild card. Yeah, and and that's where I was like, I I don't have a lot of good options here, and I just wanted to. I, I feel like she's worth talking about, so I kind yeah, of shoehorning her into this wild card discussion. Um, just real right. quick, want to throw Angelina Ellis into the yes. dark horse conversation as well. I think okay. that's a that that was someone I was considering as well for that category. So I, I like that pick. Um, all right, men's steeplechase. Two two favorites or two we favorites. Talk, all right two favorites. two favorites good we can agree on that. Um, it is Duncan Hamilton or Kenneth Rooks's to lose in our mind. Um, I think we both feel like Hamilton has the past experience from NCAA a better past experience from NCAA's last year. They both run very fast times. Ultimately, I think Rooks has what we feel like is the better, better finishing kick, which I think could end up being the difference. But this is about as fair and of equal of a matchup between two favorites. I think that we're going to have all week. I, this is going to be maybe the best race between just two, two men or women that we're going to see all weekend. It's just going to be an awesome race. Um, it'll be really interesting to see like what Duncan Hamilton does. Is he going to be like, can I just outrun you? And is, Ham- and is Rooks going to be like, can I just sit on you for long enough? Am I able to do that? It's basically, I think it's going to be just like a a clash of two racing styles. Um, what do, and, you, and what that- do you think they're going to run? What, how, what, what, what do you think the winning time is going to be? We're going to reset NCAA number, number two? I, th- I think it could be 8.15. Yeah. I think the line is 8.16, which I, is I, I also, And I also, and I was talking to a coach, and I have to, I have to give a coach this credit. It's like, it's Austin, Texas. I was like, fair. Like, you're talking about, like, heat and humidity. Mm-hmm. They're also running at, it, uh, like, 8, what, or 9 o'clock? 8 or 9 o'clock? Yeah, Which I mean, I, mean, I don't know. But it's there's that in humidity. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, eight o'clock, and so again, I don't, I don't know. It also depends what the weather's like that day, what the humidity's yeah. like. I think it's a fair thing to point out. Um, yeah, but like last year's conditions were perfect. Yes, they were. So, uh, may, maybe not eight fifteen. Maybe but, it was a little. But sunny. it was it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I can't pull up the weather right in front of me for what it was for the West Regional, but I, I don't think it was ideal conditions like true it looked fairly warm um in california in late may like i i I mean obviously you're not dealing with humidity quite maybe quite as much there but he made that look plenty easy running 816 solo and that's fair that's that's fair yeah i mean duncan hamilton makes a lot of things look easy and actually rooks it's more rooks who makes a lot of things look easy he's the guy who who does? Um, let's move on to dark horses. We'll be here all day. Yeah. Um, who do you have there? Oh, 
Um, I mean, I think like the next two guys like that could win the title are like Shitsama and Wilkinson, but I don't. I think they're they're too good to be considered a dark horse or mm-hmm. trip us. Um, let give me a Victor Kipiego. Mm-hmm. I I really he was fantastic at regionals. His kind of coming out of nowhere has clearly shown that he has the fitness to at least compete at this top top level. He might not have quite the experience. Um, and you could probably shoehorn him into this wild card category as well. But I think of anybody in this field, like he's probably one of the very select few who could realistically be there with like a lap and a half to go. Fair. Um, he would be my wild card. Yeah. Because he's been so good and so had such a huge PR. Mm hmm. And he's been consistent, but he's a freshman. And like yep. that PR was significant and out of nowhere. That's ultimately why I would say he's like a wild card. Um, Tom Seitzer is my dark horse. Okay. Love Tom Seitzer. I think he's super solid, consistent, experienced, tactical, improving his times, 834, and you're giving me this look like I don't agree with you. Tell me why. Faded a little bit at regionals. Was a, it was very, looked extraordinarily good for about Six and a half, seven laps. Didn't love what I saw out of him the last 200 meters, which makes me a little nervous. Well, here's a, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me take a look at something real quick. Please hold, please hold. I'm, I'm looking at the heats, and what I'm looking at here is like, yeah, because he knew he was going to get in. It's, it's Robertson, Williamson, and Seitzer who are 1, 2, 3, 8, 47, 8, 49, 8, 49. And then the other guy, CJ Singleton, his teammate, who's 8, 51, 9, 6. Like, it, it's pretty... Yes, but they were neck and neck for... Like, those two were running... Yeah, and they were, and then Seitzer got the edge. Yeah, and they yeah. were, and Seitzer got the edge. Like, all I'm saying is that, like... And he was training to do that. Like, it wasn't like he was like... Okay, and, I don't, and I don't specifically remember watching him. So maybe you're yeah. right. Um, but Tom, Tom, if you're listening, I believe in you. I gave him a very nice, like, <laughs> right up in the preview. Um, uh, all right. wild, card. Uh, wild card, I am going with Parker Stokes. I have absolutely yeah, no idea no what he is going to do. Not a, not any you, you, could, you could tell me almost anything. You could tell me <laughs> he doesn't make it. I don't think that. I think he will. He'll make it to final. No, he will. You could tell me he finishes second. Wouldn't it be over? Would be surprised? Wouldn't be overly stunned. Like I, he, he is the. This is the definition of wild card in my mind. Like you, he could be absolutely anything. I think. Yeah, he scares me a little bit just because, like, I know what he's done. Um, but my wild card is Levi Taylor. Mm, like that. Not quite as sharp as last year, but certainly not bad. Just ran really well at the regional meet. It's not yeah. his eight twenty seven PR. Which was run, I think, last year. Uh, I, I, yeah, been in the summer, like outside of the NCAA okay. championships. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not as PR, but it's also like progressively getting closer to there. Yep. And I don't know, like you know, I'm kind of looking at this. He's in the same heat as Duncan Hamilton. Maybe some tactics get in there. I I kind of don't really know, just because he hasn't been as sharp. But I'm also like, how many how many other guys in that heat do we love? Yeah, no, I, I, I've, uh, the reason why he's not a wild card, I think for me, and I, because I thought about him, 
I think he's going to make it to finals. I, I think he's going to be an All-American. Like, I, I think he's wow. good. I, 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 I have, I have a certain level of confidence in him. And just, I think in Montana, the Montana State guys in general, I think showed me a lot uh, regionals. And I, I think they have an edge of knowing exactly what Duncan Hamilton's going to be doing, which I think is a nice edge to have on the rest of the field. Yes. Yes. I mean, now Rob McManus is in heat too without yeah. those guys. Oh, he's not going to know that. So he won't know. Or yeah, or at least he he knows that's from probably have to be X fast, right? So, um, all right, let's move to the women's five k. Um, again, we will say there is one favorite. Who are again? I'll give you the same same question. Who are the two that you think have the best out of the minimal chances to beat Tui? Are we sure there's one favorite? Okay, here we go. All right. Hey, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to have this discussion. Uh, because it depends. It depends on a lot. Like, we're, I think we're just like, well, no, two is fine. It, like, she's going to be coming off a double. I think the 1500 could be fast, like no. 409, 410 fast. Maybe not 406 fast. But I think it'd be fast enough. That'll be right. It's not like she has. Right, and it, I don't think she's going to have, what, three hours of rest like she did last time? She's going to have, what, two, two and a half? Less than like, two. Less than less two, than, yeah. Less than two? Yeah. I, I never really know the schedule that well. I'm always awful about the schedule. I just looked really? at it, and I think it's like an hour 50 is what she has. It's basically an hour 50. Um, that's hard. Yep. And you're going to tell me that Parker Volby's not going to be thinking about that and thinking like, well, why? I'm an aggressive front runner. I'll just hit the gas. Like there's a lot working against Chewie if she's facing aggressive front runners and Volby looks healthy enough or if she can do that. I don't know if it's as clear cut as we think it is. Now Chewie is so supremely talented. We're like, she, yeah, she could still win this anyways. The double makes things difficult. The hard part where I'm coming at is I just don't know who that person is who's going to beat her because my get like I don't I I don't think she's going to lose to Volby. I I don't know. I I'm just not okay. there yet. Um I want to be able to pick someone who won't have to just push the pace the entire time and can kind of sit back there and chill and relax and like just follow Tui and Valby and then just has enough in the tank for the end. And I think a rested Simone Plourd is that woman, but she's, but she's not, not going rested. to be. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, I don't see anybody else that can do that. Um, and ultimately that's why I, I think I just have to say Tui's the, and I think you could make, you can make a very logical argument that Valby deserves to be in there. I just, I think, the regionals and too many past experiences have scarred me to the point where I just, I don't see her even with the rest advantage be able to beat Tui. I'm not saying that like two is not the favorite right. or that yeah, two yeah. can't win. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not even saying like, Oh, Park is Park of going to win. Right. But I think given the circumstances, it would be silly for us to be like, she's not a national title favorite yeah. in this field, knowing the circumstances. That's my opinion. Um, Dark Horse. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like love this field as much as I thought I was going to. 
Yeah, I had a hard time with predictions here. This was one of those ones rather than I got to like six or seven names real quick and then like had a hard time choosing between five or six. I got through a few names and I was like, oh, I don't know who I'm going <laughs> to pick for these last four. Um, give me. Uh, that's not really a dark horse. Is Everlyn Kemboy a dark horse? That doesn't count, right? Yeah. Amara Sinisma. Amara Sinisma. Yeah. Giving her as a dark horse. I think. I think yeah. she's she's she kind of is in that same mold of like a Simone Plourd. Not as good this year, um, but isn't going to be running the fifteen hundred. And I I I think she out of a lot of uninspiring choices is the least uninspiring one. Um. Yeah, I don't love like my options for this. I really don't. Um Lucy Jenks? Yeah, I I think you can make an argument for that. She's been quietly improving, pretty steady, has experience on the national stage in the 5K. Yeah. Um has a decent turnover. Um I like what she's done this season. I think Lucy Jenks. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to Lucy Jenks. So, for the wild card, I mean, it's Volby, right? Like, just from the sense that she's... I mean, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, sure. I I mean, I, I don't see anybody else being that. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you have someone that you think could just really, like, stun us one way or the other? Well, no. <laughs> No, I don't. This you all are fun. so talented and great runners. You are much better than either Gary and I ever were. But we oh, just don't have a lot of, like, it, it just isn't as, like, the, the lot of, there's a lot of scratches from this field. Like, this could have been a much deeper, stronger field. And it's just not quite that level as it normally is. Maybe Cindy Thorvaldson as the wild card. It's, yeah. I've always been like, yeah, like she's still got some potential. Like we haven't fully seen it, and then she runs well. But I don't always know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of get from her. And I think this race favors her, but I don't really know if it does. Like I could see her being like, oh, she's kind of like fighting for a top ten spot, or she's finishing in the back. Like, I don't, don't really know. Um, we we should but, probably touch on like some of the women that are like right below favorite status, real quick, like Venters, Kemboy. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Camille, who do you, who do you feel best? I, a lot of those women that I just mentioned are doubling back from the 10K, but who do you feel are best suited to to have a high finish in the 5K? I mean, Venters, Tanisima. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get Kemboy. Yeah, um, Camille. Like, I mean, I'm just listing the same names as you did. Like, I'm it's it's pretty much it. And like, like do you Lord, like who out of that group do you feel best about? I guess. Camille, she's been she hasn't even been that amazing this no. spring. She's been a little slightly off, like not bad, but just the slightest bit off. But she is so reliable on these yeah. championship stages, and she's just all American, all American after all American. I trust her. Yeah, even after the ten k. So I'll go with Venters. She's been amazing all year. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I loved, and I think she'll be fine. I think she'll bounce back from that ten k fine. So. Um, I'll go with her. All right, let's go to the men's 5K, where I think we're going to have a very similar conversation, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who is 
your how many favorites do we have? Is it two? Is it more than two? Uh, it's two. Okay. Brian Fay and mm-hmm. Dylan Jacobs. That's correct. So I I think you can make some kind of argument for Kai Robinson or Casey Klinger, but they aren't super convincing. I think Fay and Jacobs have run both very, very well this year. Jacobs has the title the 5k title from indoors has looked fair almost unbeatable at times um throughout this calendar year whereas Faye has just looked like he's running as well as he ever has and has added a little more consistency to his game that we haven't seen in years past um i i think those are the two clear favorites i i really i i struggle to see anybody touching those two um who is your wild card Toby Gillen, uh, St. Louis, guy who's in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm recording this Sunday, June 4th. So he could be committed somewhere by now, by the time this is released. Um, has gone from 1343 or 1341 5K during indoors, wins Raleigh in 1335, runs 1330 at the West Regional stage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how good are you? How good are you in a tactical championship setting? How much more upside do you have? Like he, like how, just how good is he? And I think that's the problem. Like, I think we don't really know what his ceiling is. And for that reason, I'm like, at, at wild card, like, I mean, are, are you an all American? Are you like a top five guy? Or are you going to fall back to 11, 12, 13, 14th? Like, I don't know. I'm going to go. I like that. I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Brian Masai. If you would have told oh. me he made it to nationals after region, I, I, I honestly would have been very stunned. Like I, he, he's run good times. I just, it, that's a hard setting for a freshman to be able to go into and come out of. He, he did, he did great at regionals to qualify. I, I'm, he, he's run really well this year. Like mm-hmm. the five k, ten k. He's, he's run quick times. Um, I think it was twenty eight forty five in the ten k. I, I'm just curious to see, like, depending on how this is run, if it if it's quicker than we expect, I think he could be someone that is further up there than maybe we expect. I, I don't trust. Oh no, I, like I already meant, like I already mentioned. So that's why he's I, a wild card. I stay well clear. Uh, I mean, <laughs> crazy talented. Yeah. Um, who's your dark horse? Is Jackson Sharp too good to be a dark horse? I think so. I think he's a little too good. Yeah. Um. See, all there's there's like eight guys who I feel like are in that category of like <laughs> not in the top two, but are too good. Like I like Parker Wolf is probably too good. Um, give me James Mora. I, yeah, all right. You know what? Look, this guy hasn't had the career that maybe we expected him to when he started. But look, this guy is about as talented of a runner as you're going to see in the NCAA. And it's a senior year. You got to believe in good storylines here. He's he's going to put it together. And I think, I, I'm, again, he has the ability to. If everything is running, if he's firing on all cylinders, he can finish top four, no doubt. Top four? 
yeah, I, I, I think if he's running at his best. Okay. But we just don't see that that often. Um, I think he rightly is probably an All-American contender is probably where I would put him, not necessarily a favorite. Um, but I think if everything goes well, he has a much higher ceiling than a lot of these other guys. Not the guy who I would have expected you to say. So very interesting choice there. I'll go with Chandler Gibbons. Kansas. He ran 13.28 for runner-up at the Stanford invite. And we were like, who the heck is Chandler Gibbons? We were like, no, and it was a massive, massive, uh, massive yeah. PR. Substantial PR. Goes off, runs 3.48 for 1,500 for a win at LSU. We're like, eh, fine. Goes off and runs 3.51 on his home track for a win. We're like, fine, like you got to win. Runs 14.31 on his home track of the Rock Chalk Classic for the win. And then goes to Big 12s, right, where he actually faces competition, right? You're like, well, he gets second, third. No, he beats Isaiah Rodriguez. He beats Alex Mayer. He runs 13.48 for 5K. He runs 29.40 for 10K. He shows that he can thrive in these tactical settings. And he, like, double gold. And now he just runs 13.40 admittedly gets the last spot to nationals <laughs> which scares me a little bit but the last i checked he has been undefeated one two three four five in five, he was you know he had a five race win streak going into regionals pretty good so chandler gibbons yeah I have zero idea what to expect from him. I think he could have been in the wildcard scenario as yeah, well. Yeah, no, I was thinking I, about it. I, yeah, he was someone I was thinking about for wildcard. I, I agree. I mean, he could be great. And this could be as this could be the opportunity where he really becomes a little bit more of a household name um, and, and stamps his, his legacy a little bit. Um, all right, let's go to the women's 10K. How many favorites do we have here? Because this is a really interesting one. By the way, I just want to, and I'm sorry for anyone who has to listen to the sirens that are, I don't know if it's coming through. Can't even hear them. You're good. Love it. Um, just real quick, going back to the 5K, you're like you you're talking about Mara, and you did the classic uh, Collinsworth, like here's a guy who's yeah. just really, and I'm I'm like trying to keep it together, like here's what here's a guy who's just been a great runner for like four years, and I'm just just. I would I I could see you like literally biting your lip as I'm saying this. Oh, it was great. Anyways, um, uh, one, two. Oh man, how many are there? I think there's like five. Maybe Name four. Um, uh, yeah. Kemboy, yep. uh, Venters, Olamame, Chilangot, and then I. I think that might be it. Uh, can you make an argument for Camille? Could you make an argument? Nah, I don't really think. No, because I think what you're looking at is Mazadowni, Camille, and Kusharalis yeah. in the next tier. I yeah, think that's I agree. Yep, so I think it's four. Who's your... Uh, man, I don't, I don't know. Um, who? who sh- let's, let's put it this way. Who should be? By consensus, who should be the favorite? I think Chilane got probably. Probably. As like if, like, you, if you asked I, everyone in the NCAA. Yeah, I I think so. You think they say Chilane got? Yeah. I think they say Ventures. 
and that's who I would probably say because I've never been a huge Chilangot fan, even though she's proven me wrong on several several occasions. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think and I, I think it's just that experience, that credibility. She know she's won at this level before. She's the queen of this event over the last few years. Like I I think most people would probably point to her. Mm. I think it's very easy for I think I don't know. The Ventures Stanford invite ten K was so she's so good. I mean she's so, been unbelievable in almost every race that she's yeah. been in. Um all right, so I I think I think we have an idea of who those four are. I think we have yeah. an idea of who the title contenders are. Who's your dark horse? Um, in the James Mara vein, someone who I cannot believe still has eligibility, and quite frankly, had kind of written her off from oh. ever being in like the top three. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, from you written you wrote her off from ever being in the top three. Yeah, like I like. Great at the conference level, has won multiple conference championships, but I, I just didn't see her being super competitive on the track. So fascinating. Um, oh, this is such an interesting. I, I'm down to like two names to figure out who it is. Is it Amanda Vestry? No, very, oh, okay. very the similar. Other, the other is uh, Allie Hayes. No! Who, who's the other one? Kaylee Logue! Uh, I, but very similar to that. Uh, yeah, and I, I stopped at Kaylee Logue. Yeah. I, I, I think you could, I make, Vestry, you could make a very similar argument for Vestry. Um, but Logue is someone that I just, quite frankly, has always been like much better in cross and just hasn't been able to kind of siphon that fitness into the track quite as easily and this year she has looked great she's been a quite the surprise for me and i i don't think she can win but i think she is proven that her fitness is the best it's ever been on the track and has great experience from just years and years of being at or around this level i don't know if i really like anyone's a dark horse yeah, it's it's there's there's not like that like high ceiling kind of up and comer that you would kind of point to. A lot of there's there's a lot of women who are just kind of just arriving to the scene and we haven't seen them really reach peak levels or or it's women who have been around for a while but just haven't ever done anything super super exciting. Yeah, like if we're looking for like a deep 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 uh, sleeper, say Monica Hebner. Yeah. Big PR recently, high momentum on her home track, has been um, to the national meet in the 10K before. Like, How about Molly Bourne? It's a similar story. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, she has like sophomore eligibility listed on Tifers. I, I I don't know. I don't know what's valid and what's not, but just thought that was interesting. Let me, let me we'll check that. I don't want to. I don't want to like uh, just go out. And oh man, you're gonna go up. in a rat deep, deep rabbit hole. All right. Well, while while you're doing that, I'm gonna go. With my sophomore eligibility. Okay. I'm going to go with my wild card. Um, And this is going to come from the top quartet. I am fascinated with Olamame. I I think she's sneakily someone that very well could win this. Yep. 
I, I mean, she's obviously in that top four for a reason, but I, I think she's probably fourth out of those four. I think uh, there probably you could make that argument. But I, I think she could absolutely win this. I think she has Chilean God as a little bit of a security blanket of someone who can kind of guide her along. But I, I, I am just don't. Ten k is a long distance, and I, I, I'm curious to see how she navigates everything, um, and how she, like, if she decides to do any go rogue and go get away from Chilean God at any point. I, I'm fascinated to see how she runs her race. Fair enough. Um, I'll say I don't know if she counts as a wild card. Anybody probably, counts as a wild card. You can do you can do whoever you want. Aubrey Frenthway. Okay. Um, recent PR the West mm-hmm. Regionals hasn't really like yeah Stanford invite wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And her five k at the indoor national meet wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Yeah. She was twelfth. Um. She has like great moments and very few poor races, but she was 22nd in this race last year. Um, she didn't even get out of the, the 10K at the West Regional Meet in 2021. I have some minor, like, I don't totally know what to expect from you, but if she's clicking on all cylinders, I do think she's an all-American contender slash favorite. It just depends on like what, ver- like we're going to get the top version of Aubrey Frethway, right? I think we will. And yeah. for that reason, I think she's a wild card. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, all right. Let's wrap up with the men's 10K. Does anybody belong, deserve to be in that favorite status with Dylan Jacobs? I don't. Yeah, I think Charles Hicks. I think that's probably it. Yeah. And I think that's more of a, I mean, he had that one good race this year. Yeah. And it's, it's more, more like respect. a rep, reputational. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Jacobs deserves to be the pretty heavy favorite in this mm-hmm. event. He won yep. one last year, right? That was last year. My years are all yep. mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, reigning champion has, as I, as I mentioned during the 5k discussion has looked almost unbeatable at times. Um, and just frankly has a better kick than Hicks. Um, and so I, I, I struggle to see a way that Hicks could beat him. 10K, like I said, long distance, a lot of things could happen. Who knows? But I think those two guys are probably in a class of their own with Jacobs being ever a decent ways away of Hicks. Is Dylan Jacobs in the 10K the single heaviest favorite for a national title individual on the men's side? Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think number two is Busy Mana. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's. I I think that's absolutely right. Um, all right, Dark Horse. Hmm. Ben Perrin. I can't get off of him. <laughs> I just I like the Montana State guy. We he's love the so, Montana State guy. I just I just like him. I don't know, man. I like what he does. I think he's super underrated. He's gotten increasingly better. He's running fast times. I think he's built for this distance. He's been so instrumental in what Montana State has been doing as a program. I think this race is gonna like there's a lot of guys who kind of like match his skill set, but he's clearly not in the same tier as like a gosh, I don't know, like a Victor Kiprop, like a Kai yeah. Robinson, like a Scott whoever Beattie. yeah scott Beatty. 
he's not quite in that same tier. And for that reason, I think he's a good uh, dark horse. I like it. I'm going to go with Kirmi Yego. I, I yep. think yep. he showed on the grass um, at times on the track that he just has a, is a ball of fitness. It just is so talented. And I think in the 10 K um, he's clearly knows how to navigate the 10 K decently well. And I think it's just someone that can at least put himself in position, whether or not he can capitalize on it. I, I think that's yet to be seen, but I think he has the ability to, to be right there. Who's your wild card? Um, what are we going to get out of Grand Blanks? Yeah. I I yeah. I am fascinated to see. Like, obviously, had that performance at cross country that just vaulted him up a level, right? But we haven't haven't quite seen that kind of performance at the tra- national level uh, on the track. I I think there's probably a lot of people that are putting him in their top five. I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I think he's certainly capable of that. I, I just I, he he's someone where when I was making predictions I had no idea where to put him. I, I think you can make an argument for third or fourth. I think you can make an argument for ninth or tenth. Like I, I, I really am not sure where, where he ends up. I think that's totally fair. Um I think I I completely understand it. I, I think I would probably agree with that. I'm glad that you have the same questions that I do because I'm. I, it's very easy to like Grand Blanks given what he's done this season. Yeah, and rightfully so. He's been awesome. I feel a little bad for Acer Iverson because people forget how good Acer Iverson is. Yeah. Um, but regardless, my wild card is going to be a guy who you already said, James Mora. I like it. This is a guy. No, okay, uh, but. <laughs> But James Moore, I mean, he's an aggressive front runner and yeah. he's been on the stage before and he will, he's, he's not afraid to push the pace. He's pushed the pace before. I, I don't think he thinks, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I, I don't, but I don't think he thinks that like, I think he knows he's not a national title favorite. I think he no. knows that he's yeah. probably not winning the national title. Probably. And so I think because of that, I think he's going to do everything he can to put himself in an all American position, which is be aggressive, drop guys, and play into his own strengths. Yeah. I think he is going to be the one that could push this pace, make the field more aggressive. Because if you really look at everyone in this field, Victor Kiprop has been a lot more refined in terms of like when to make his move. Patrick Kiprop, same thing. These are guys who have all developed a much greater understanding of their own strengths, when to make their moves, and when not to be overly aggressive. And it's not that Mora hasn't, but he just has the tendency to do so. Um, so I'll say more. Yeah, I like that. And I think we could see Hicks pushing the pace to maybe after 5K, but pre-5K, I think like that it could absolutely be Mara who, who does the early pace setting. Um, all right, I, that wraps it up for all our previews. Um, that was, I feel like, exhaustive. I think we it got was, through yeah. almost like at least eight or so names for each event. So um, I think that is great. Um, and I, I think we, I, I, it's an extraordinarily exciting weekend week ahead because there, as we went through so, so many close, very interesting races to follow. I just want to take this moment cause I know we'll probably forget next week, but I want to take this moment to say thank you to Wyatt Barnsley. He's been our producer audio guy for since gosh, when, I don't know, since the fall, since the winter, since at least indoor track, yeah. um, Wyatt. Thank you so much, buddy. Really appreciate you, all your work. 
Uh, he makes us sound far better than we actually are. Um, so just shout out to Wyatt and, uh, we just appreciate you, man. So, but that's all I got. Go to the site. We got awesome content. It's really good. Uh, go check out our predictions. Um, we're analyzing every single name and every single distance event for the D1 national meet. Did it for D2, did it for D3. Um, go to YouTube, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz, but that's all I got. All right. Well, until next week, Garrett, when we have nationals to recap in an off season to get into, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you.